Welcome back, my beautiful freedomist. Today, we're going to talk about how to rock your sexy systems from anywhere in the world. Welcome to the Suitcase Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Sisson from New Zealand, and I'm here to show you how to create freedom in business and adventure in life. Whether you simply want a profitable business you can run from your own home and take the rest of the time off enjoying doing what you love, or if you want to travel the world and be a digital nomad, this podcast is for you. So let's go for it. So one of my favorite things to talk about here on the podcast and on my blog and in my book and in my programs is sexy systems. Why? Well, early on in my business, I learned that if I organized my business processes and automated as much as I possibly could, I could get way more done in less time with less effort, which bottom line meant I got more freedom. And that's what we're all about here, right? So maybe you're not a systems person, or at least that's what you tell yourself, and that's okay. I didn't actually think I was either, but as soon as I realized how crucial smart systems are, I couldn't get enough of them. I dedicate a lot of time and space to them, actually, in my personal life, in my business life, and in my flagship program, The Freedom Plan, because they can help you truly create freedom in business and adventure in life, and I'm living proof. Even though I've long valued systems, there's always room for improvement. And I think you guys know when you're the CEO of your business, it's quite hard to step away sometimes and get an objective viewpoint, which is why I brought in the lovely Amy Mitchell onto my team earlier this year to help refine and tweak mine. In fact, when we talked when she came on board early in the year, I kind of said, well, if you're doing your job as a systems nerdy person, Technically, you should be working yourself out of a position by the end of the year, and that's kind of what we're aiming for, which is the beauty of systems. Once they're in place, they start working for you. Now, Amy loves systems, and she loves to find ways to tweak and improve any business process to save as much time and effort as possible, which means more freedom and often more revenue too. And in today's episode, Amy and I basically jam on how we overhaul the suitcase entrepreneur systems and which tools we use and love. She also shares some of her personal journey to freedom, what working on the road is really like, because since working together, she's become even more of a digital nomad, which is fantastic, and how building a freedom business is entirely iterative. More importantly, you'll learn the top tools you can use to run your business from anywhere, why systems are the difference between feeling proactive and reactive, how to use Slack for team communication, love it, why Asana is our top pick for team task and project management, and how to rock your systems, which might be an awesome program that Amy and I have co-created. If you're listening to this and you want to go check it out, it's actually launching today. If you're listening to us on October 24th, Go to suitcaseentrepreneur.com forward slash rock, because you rock. Uh, So without further ado, let's dive into this episode. But quickly, I'm going to talk to you about another great system slash tool that we use, HostGator, and why they're awesome, because they're basically your one-stop shop for all things to do with web hosting. I started off with them as my web hosting service when I started out. They were super responsive, and as I grew they grew with me. So I started out in the hatchling plan. I went to the gator plan. It's very cute. They start off from super, super low hosting prices. They have amazing customer service and they offer you 50% off just for being a freedomist and listening into my podcast. Just go across to hostgator.com forward slash suitcase and you'll instantly get that 50% off on any new hosting package. So please check them out. Right. Let's dive into this episode. 
Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Suitcase Entrepreneur Podcast, where we're all about creating freedom in business, adventure in life, and sexy systems. That is the theme of this entire month, if you're listening here live on the podcast in October. And today, I'm delighted to bring in the chief systems chick and my sidekick and awesome team member, Amy Mitchell. So welcome to the show, Amy. Thank you so much, Natalie. It's great to be here. It's very exciting. I've been meaning to have you on the show for <laughs> ages because you've kind of come into my world and rocked my systems for me. Um, I always thought I was a pretty systemized person and and pretty detailed on that front, but I just love how you've come in to overhaul things even more. So before we even get into that, I'd just love to know a little bit about your background to share with my freedomists here so they can kind of see your journey that you've been on, which has been pretty interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah everyone's journeys are quite interesting, aren't they? So I started following you about two years ago now, and I took the Freedom Plan in 2014. And I was working a nine-to-five job that was great, actually. I worked for a small nonprofit in Victoria, BC, Canada, and it was really meaningful work, but just a lot of tied to my desk, tied to a particular location, and seeing you traipse around the world, being able <laughs> to work from anywhere was very appealing. So I started following your work and decided to take the Freedom Plan in 2014. Um, which then led me to the Bali retreat earlier this year after taking the Freedom Plan. And I started a copywriting business, actually. So I have a degree in communications and I have a big background in marketing. And so copywriting seemed like a natural fit. When I did the sweet spot exercise originally, copywriting came up. And so I started that and it was pretty successful, actually. I did it on the side of my nine to five job at first and then went out on my own and was able to get a handful of clients and sort of find my way through copywriting. And so when I came to the Bali retreat, I was really looking at um, at a way to refine my copywriting business and really take it to a different level instead of just trading time for money, maybe look at making some products. And I took the Wealth Dynamics personality profiling tool that um, Osman introduced at that retreat and found out that I actually am a mechanic profile. And a mechanic profile is basically a lover of systems. And that was really a light bulb moment for me where I realized that the thing I loved about copywriting was the planning and the marketing and the systems behind um, why copywriting and why good copy helps sell things. And so I've transitioned a little bit into a role that combines my love of marketing and systems. And yeah, here I am today. <laughs> Which I love because, you know, when I first met you, you were doing copywriting and I think at that Freedom Retreat in Bali, there was this aha moment and I think I might have even asked you like, hmm, you know, why are you doing copywriting? And you're like, yeah, I've come to that same conclusion. It was just often when you voice it out to people and you hear either your enthusiasm for something or that kind of dread in somebody's voice, you know that they're like having one of those moments where like, hey, maybe I'm not quite in the right business or the quite the right fit of the skill set that I really should be capitalizing on and yeah sorry go ahead no you go that's cool oh uh, yeah and what was really interesting about that is that I love writing and I love words and I admire really smart copy and really smart marketing and so I was surprised to learn that I didn't love creating copy from scratch but I do love copy editing and one of the mechanic profile traits is taking things and making them better. So that really fell in line with the things that I like. I like looking at systems, seeing how can I can improve them. I love looking at a page of copy and see how I could make it more appealing to the reader. So it was really the creating things from scratch that more falls under the creator profile that I realized wasn't in my in my <laughs> perfect book. 
And so bringing the systems piece in just made for this dream job that I get to do now. Yeah, which is awesome. But I really was um, impressed with how you came along that because it's been quite a big deal giving up and giving up, but transforming that business out of something that you started with that you made money from, that you had clients from, that was your bread and butter and kind of the thing that you really were putting all your energy in. And then going, hang on a minute, this is actually my zone of genius is here and this is what I need to shift to. And as a result, you've just been much clearer on when you're talking to potential clients or talking about the things you want to do and you keep growing into that, which is really neat. So for all of you guys listening, if you totally know in your heart of hearts that maybe you've built a business, but it's not the right one aligned with your values or your skill set, listen up to Amy's story. And so how did you go about kind of systemizing your business? Because I know you've had multiple clients at times. Sometimes you've been really um, quite full on with them. And I'm sure that most of the time, I think I remember from a conversation with you in Bali, you were like, yeah, my clients are kind of chaotic in this. And so I ended up just started creating systems and doing stuff. So what, how did you go about systemizing your business to better control your crazy clients? Yeah, so I, it was partially systemizing my business. But really, I think I just think in an organized way most of the time and then I would talk with my clients and and they just wouldn't see things in the same way that I did. And so what I did for one of my very first clients is I just made her brain dump every single thing that was driving her crazy and that she wanted to get done but couldn't get to. And then we took all of that information and we put it into Asana and we mapped out every all of her priorities and then set them in order that she wanted them to get done. And just that process alone for people that you know, don't have systems in place, just putting just a sauna alone into her business changed it for her. And I've done that for quite a few clients now is help them put a sauna and then manage their task day to day through a sauna because it's about productivity, but it's also a mindset because if you feel like you're not on top of things, it's hard to ever be on top of things. So I see systems as the thing that helps you reach your goals there. It's a way to sort of reverse engineer the thing, the place that you want to go or the thing that you want to do. Yeah, absolutely. And so I guess when you came along to my business and why we chatted was, was that aha moment in Bali when you were telling people where you're at and what you love doing and what you were good at and everybody's ears picked up and went, uh, we need an Amy because I think <laughs> yeah. it's a skill set that, you know, so many people wish they had, but, but don't, and don't mm-hmm. think like you do, don't necessarily think in systems or planning. Um, and as you said, you just love to plan and you can see the ways in which things can be broken down and that's a really great asset and so when you were saying that over the table I was like hmm I'm gonna have a chat with Amy and here we are (laughs) so um I know it's been a bit of a roller coaster but I'd love for you to talk through when you initially started with me what you proposed to me about how you kind of take my systems and and make them better and for the record Amy has told me I'm quite a disciplined structured person with systems so that wasn't you know it wasn't like she's starting from scratch but I'd love for you to sort of say how you went about implementing systems and what you initially proposed we should do. Yeah, absolutely. So having just spoken to you, um, we, I think we met at a cafe in Ubud um, and we sat around and I listened to what it was that you wanted for your business. And one of the things is that you found that systems really did give you a lot of freedom, but you thought there was space to have even more freedom through systems and to make sure that your team set up and has everything they need at at any given time. Um, And so I took a look at, at, the, you know, you used Asana at the time and Google Drive and Dropbox in particular. Um, and so our our approach was, first of all, we're going to look at everything that you're using. So including your email service provider, um, Dropbox, Google Drive, uh, Asana, and just clean it up. So just take stock of everything and clean it up. And then the second phase 
was to actually optimize those systems. So make sure that the campaigns and the lists and the tags and Infusionsoft are serving you. That continues to be a work in progress. <laughs> um, and <laughs> also make sure that the Google Drive folders are set up in a way that makes sense. And then really making use of the functionality of Asana because at the time you were using it, you know, pretty just pretty much like a to-do list or a task list and assigning things out to to staff. So I think we've refined your use of Asana. And then th the third step was to find <laughs> ways to make money through those systems. To, so to sort of maximize revenue as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, and I think um, Asana is an awesome work in progress and I wasn't using it as effective as I could and I've come to love it even more and you've shown me even better things. So now I have templates and processes and projects. And one of the biggest ones I think was for the launches, as you said, you kind of got in my head and we did a big brain dump of exactly what needs to happen during a launch. And it wasn't until we literally did that and you were writing out like, here's the areas, marketing, admin, tech, sales, communications, um, updates to the course curriculum. And you were saying, okay, what falls under this? And I was like, well, this, oh, plus this, plus this, plus this, plus this. I was like, oh, this is a huge, you know, beast of a thing. And it, it was so good to have it in that project and mapped out. And then from there go, well, who the heck's going to own this or who's going to deliver this or who's going to do it? And it wasn't perfect by any means just because people are people and they're humans and deadlines get missed and things. And But it was mm -hmm. really helpful, I think, um, for training the team. It was the first time going through a launch, the entire team, and having everybody kind of understand, even if it didn't always flow perfectly, was a huge help. And for the future as well, for creating that as a, an ongoing template, right? Yeah, and absolutely. So now that we've gone through that, we can see the things that weren't in Insana as um, complete as they could be. And we can go ahead and, and create that launch template um, with everything and that we can improve it with hindsight. Um, and the other thing I really love about Asana for planning in that way is that we we put the important dates in. So we put the blog challenge date in and the launch date for the launch. And then we were able to see it in the calendar view. So you click from the task list and then you go straight to the calendar view and it shows you over time what's due when. And that I think is really powerful for people that um, have a hard time visualizing the way a project's meant to go. There's also another tab called progress that can show you exactly how far along you are in a progress based on how many tasks there are. So um, I don't think I've shown you that yet, but I will. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> and then you mentioned today, I mean, I talked about the Kanban method um, on a podcast just a, a couple of weeks ago. So we'll link to that in the show notes with Amy's interview. But um, Amy just told me today that there is, in fact, a Kanban um, template or add-in that you can... It's an integration. Right? an integration. So, yeah, so it allows you to view a project um, as a Kanban board, um, which is a pretty handy way to view it because... Asana is kind of linear, I guess, yeah. in the way that it's set up. The tags allow you to sort of cross-reference things, but um, I think that that Kanban view will be really useful too for us. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And what do you see as kind of with the clients you work with, or even working with me, it's totally fine, be totally honest, what do you sort of <laughs> feel of the, the, I guess, the places where entrepreneurs that you work with stumble or what they maybe overcomplicate when it comes to setting up better systems that free up more time? I would say that the thing that people struggle with the most, actually, and this isn't something that you struggle with at all, actually, but from other people that I've worked with, is just simply consistency. So if you commit to an editorial calendar, creating content on a regular basis, and then you just don't happen to get an email out or you don't happen to do the, the thing um, that you that you wanted to do. Having Asana remind you exactly which projects are due when and actually being able to um, 
being able to decide what the most important thing is that you should be doing. And when you go into a sauna, you can have your day laid out the exact top priorities that you have for that day. So I would say people struggle with consistency. They just don't get to the things that they want to get to when they want to get to them. And so systems help bring the things to the forefront when they need to be brought to the forefront. And I think to just overwhelm is another huge thing. And so having systems just takes away that all that swirling around in your head about what needs to be done when you know it's all in Asana or in your project management tool of choice and laid out with dates and structure, it, I don't know, I feel like I'm just more relaxed when things are laid out clearly like that. And I feel like my clients are the same. I had a client I've been working with actually for the past six months and we haven't been using Asana. I've been using it for his, his business, but he didn't want to be introduced to it because he just felt like it was one more thing for him to check. Mm-hmm. And then he kept sending me all these emails about what's going on with what. And so I just talked him into using Asana and now I can't get him out of it. <laughs> he's he's so thrilled with just having everything in one place and having everything prioritized just has made a world of difference. You know, and that's just one system is project management and task management. But I'd say that's the biggest thing that people need in their day to day to keep things organized and just make sure you're moving towards your goals because it's so easy to be reactive in a work day the time just goes yeah it really really does um so what are some of your favorite tools that you have found awesome we've we've touched on a couple but like if you could narrow it down to your top five favorite tools to give you more freedom in business and adventure in life (laughs) what would they be that you just couldn't live without absolutely i cannot live without google apps Mm -hmm. so my email and google drive I put everything in there and I, and so obviously Asana, I, I think, yeah, I've said Asana a hundred times in this interview. I think you can tell that Asana <laughs> is one of the ones, but I use Asana as a portal to Google Drive. So anything that I need to reference, I just put a link to Google Drive in the task that I need to reference. So everything's sort of at my fingertips and then being able to store and share documents in Google Drive, whether it's a spreadsheet, an editorial calendar, a planning document, a launch, launch strategy document, um, being able to link to those things through Asana and then store them there and share them with clients is, saves me so much time and effort. And then Slack is another one that we use. I could probably live without Slack, but I really do like the fact that it's quick communication and Asana doesn't have a chat function. You can comment and you can send messages to people through Asana, but if you just want to touch base on something quick, Slack's really great. And for sharing information like articles and so on, I would say it saves us a lot in terms of getting emails back and forth. And yeah, yeah. And I so, actually think we could use Slack even better. So I'm kind absolutely. of excited to dive into it more as that instant communication, but also instant sharing of things, general feedback on an Asana-related project, um, and, and a space for being able to direct message each other, sometimes one or two people at a time, or even the entire you know team. And you can use it for clients as well, right? I think you do. So you can message. Yeah each client individually it's it's yeah I think it's very handy we probably just need to tap into it even more yeah and you know speaking of sort of using our systems even better um Zapier is another one that we're going to be Mm. um I plan on getting very nerdy and getting (laughs) really into using that and making sure that I'm using it to um so John another um, member of our team he also knows about Zapier and he introduced an integration between Slack and Asana that allows you to if you have a conversation going in Slack you can actually turn that into an Asana task um, which is just just brilliant yeah and then also Asana has the um, capability to email 
directly to Asana. So if you have something in email that you're not going to address right away, you can just simply forward it to Asana. It creates a task there. Um, so it allows you to sort of continue to manage and prioritize tasks. So you said to say five technology mm -hmm. um, tools that I can't live without, but really just the three mm -hmm. uh, that, you know, that's, I mean, and I guess also um, Zoom or Skype or some way to communicate face-to-face um, -face with people. But yeah, I live in those three those three places and I don't really have much need for anything else for the work that I'm doing. Yeah, absolutely. And from a, a personal front, um, I know we talk a lot about life and balance and that is definitely something um, that I think you've been growing into and have, you've had some fun struggles just like anybody who goes out into being a full-on <laughs> yeah. digital nomad. So maybe you just want to mm. talk a little bit more about how you've been traveling so much more since since we met even. Um, like Amy has fully embraced the digital nomad lifestyle and I think there's been moments where you're like, this is awesome. And also moments where you've realized you really need a firm kind of base when you're working on client projects. So what's helped you, even from your own personal kind of systems point of view, what's helped you to save those days when you're feeling a little overwhelmed um, while you've been traveling? Yeah, it was very interesting, actually, because I've, I've loved traveling since I was, you know, young, and I've done a lot of traveling even before this last year, but I quit my nine to five job last October. So mm -hmm. it's been basically a year. Yeah. And this year I've been to Bali, Spain, Portugal, and I leave for Nicaragua next month. Um, and I'm spending three months in Nicaragua. And the thing that I learned in Bali, actually, I, I had a few clients, um, but I wasn't working with you yet, Natalie. And the work that I was doing for my clients was not at all time sensitive. It was sort of projects I was working on in the background on my own deadlines. Um, so Spain and Portugal this summer was quite the eye opener in terms of meeting deliverables when there's no internet and, you know, and having to have calls and, you know, when the cafe does not want you to be sitting on your laptop, you know, in the middle of mm -hmm. their busy lunch hour. And so just the logistics of getting work done really was an eye opener. And I also was moving around a lot. So I, I kind of thought I could still be a backpacker a little bit and get work done. And that is not easy. <laughs> so, you were moving um, around like a mofo. I'm not going to lie. Like I was like, I don't even yeah. know how you have the energy to do this. I think I'm just going to whip back to Lisbon. I'm going to come up here. Amy came and spent time um, in at the gear the Belaya with me and helped me actually move into and set up my house, which was mm. awesome. But yeah, you were you were jumping all over the place, um, which even I found exhausting. And I was like, man, that's what I used to look like. You did used to do it. Yeah, and I remember you saying that it was, you know, that you you loved it and it was great, but now you don't know if you could do it the same. And yeah. I feel the same way. I mean, certainly I can continue to do that and maybe I would have enough energy for it, but it's not super enjoyable to for me to be moving every few days and trying to get work done. So I'm really excited about Nicaragua to have one place for three months straight and just stay put um, and do sort of weekend trips. And I think the biggest thing I've learned is to compartmentalize work and play because I would just go out into the world in Lisbon or wherever I was and wander around and do some work and then wander some more. And I would end up having a 14 hour workday, which works sometimes you can do that if you're interspersing, taking breaks. But I was never really off work and I wasn't, I wasn't on work as much as I needed to be. So I've learned that I want to have, you know, set work time and set adventure time so that I can really enjoy my time off. And you've been talking about that for a long time. And it really that lesson sunk in this summer that I love to travel, but I want to enjoy the travel. And in order to do that, I have to get my work done in a structured way. So 
discipline is the new freedom for me, I guess. Yeah. Ooh, like it, like it. <laughs> discipline is taking over the world and giving people freedom. Um, yeah. Anything else that you feel you'd like to add on that front? Just because I know there are a lot of people who are taking off and, and either traveling for the first time or maybe just struggling a little bit more than they thought they would. Is there anything that's been a mindset shift for you in addition to like making sure you have internet and doing all that stuff that has helped you focus a little bit more on going easy on yourself, giving yourself a break? Like I, I'm trying to preempt that, but I do think that's often the underlying factor is just people expecting the unexpected and making room and space for things not quite to go according to plan. Do you have any like stories where you feel you readjusted your attitude when things weren't going quite right and it really helped you? Yeah, I mean, there were several times where things weren't going quite right and I had to adjust in the moment, but what I've learned from that. So one thing I learned as a hard and fast rule for myself is that it takes me about a week in any new place to feel settled, get back to my routines, to have everything sort of in a way where I'm back to 100%. And probably it doesn't take everyone that long. I, I do sort of process things slowly and I'm an introvert. And so, you know, that's my process. And I've learned to just own that and to know that when I get to Nicaragua, the first week isn't going to be super productive while I find the gym I want to go to and the healthy produce that I want to buy. And while I get everything set up, um, I'm less productive. So that was one thing. Um, and for the listeners, I just encourage you to honor your process and to make space for what works for you. Just because someone else can jump off a plane and head straight to a co-working space doesn't mean that you have to. But if that works for you, I'm a little bit jealous. <laughs> but also, but also just that I think that we often compare ourselves to the things that people are posting online, and that's not necessarily the way things are going. And so, if it looks like everyone's got it together, someone's got it together, and they're getting all their work done, and they're traveling every minute, like maybe they've been building that model for years, and they've finally got to a place where they have that freedom, or maybe they're not getting as much work done as you think. And so, I think just making, just giving yourself space to, for your own process in your own way, and not comparing yourself to what everyone else is doing because it is challenging to work and travel and until you know the things that really work for you it's a bit of a trial and error and so I yeah I've just learned to love my own process even though it's a bit slow <laughs> yeah me too and I just really wanted you to share that because I think a lot of people go out there thinking oh I've got I've got this I, I can handle it all and there's just there's always so many different things that are personal to each person on what they love about running a business from anywhere and what they really just weren't expecting at all. Even when you're a seasoned veteran, I still get caught out on some things and I'm like, man, I should remember that. That's happened before. Um, but mm -hmm. I always think taking that attitude of just being really open-minded that, you know what, this is, this is life. There's probably an adventure waiting around the corner and to see the delays or the setbacks or the infrastructure failures as like, okay, this is, this is the universe saying, Hey, you should take time out now, or you should go explore, or you're not meant to be on that train, or you were meant to miss that plane. And, meet this awesome person in the airport and share a story or so I think that attitude is I've really embraced it because it has a hundred percent helped me through the days and I'm like want to strangle somebody or something yeah it's so funny because I've always been a really easygoing traveler but the minute your work is relying on travel mm -hmm. you start to get a little bit more uptight and so yeah I'm just I'm just planning things now with more space so not setting meetings within two days of arrival kind of thing and so I think the, yeah those lessons just come by learning the hard way for me anyways absolutely yeah I love the little Canadian anyways anyways <laughs> it's a ways away you know but 
We're getting there. <laughs> cool. <laughs> now, um, I would love for people, obviously, just to thank you for being on the show and obviously being on my team because inadvertently you're helping them through better systems and what we're putting out. And you'll, you guys will be seeing a lot more of that coming into action over the, the coming months as we continue to systemize um, yeah. and work the systems. And so where's the best place for people to find you online? Thank you. And learn more about you. Yeah, so I'm just building a new website at the moment to um, align with my new systems-based approach, and that's dowhatyouwant.co. Love yeah. it. Nice. So dowhatyouwant.co. And are you on Twitter or Instagram? I believe your Instagram stories are quite entertaining sometimes. <laughs> they have their moments, <laughs> yes. Actually, I'm not on Twitter, and I am on Instagram at R underscore Mitchell. But Facebook's probably the best place to find me, just my personal Facebook page. Cool. Hunt her yeah. down. Hack her brain for systems. <laughs> yeah. um, and buy her sangria. Yeah, that's yeah. usually a good way to get more out of her. <laughs> I hate that you know that. <laughs> that's my only methodology. It's a methodology of payment in this state. No, I'm just kidding. Thanks so much for being on the show and on my team. And I'm excited about future systems that we're going to be creating and freedom for all. Me too. Thanks so much, Nat. So I really hope you enjoyed our chat about freedom. <laughs> it's about freedom here. Sexy systems, some of our favorite tools. Let me know in the comments by coming across to suitcaseentrepreneur.com forward slash 289. This is episode 289. Whether you love using Slack, Asana, Google Docs, whether you're using any of those tools, maybe put one of your favorite tools in the comments as well. That'd be great. And don't forget to check out our latest and greatest amazing new short course for you, Rock Your Systems. I'm really excited about it because we talk about this all the time and I've never had an offering before. Amy has done an awesome job on this, breaking down exactly how to use these three fantastic tools together to save you more time and money and create more freedom. So suitcaseentrepreneur.com forward slash rock. We've got a special introductory offer if you've been listening to this podcast for ages, you know that this is the shizzle and it'll be awesome. So I hope to see you over there. I hope to see you guys jumping on that and giving yourself a break by building some awesome systems in your business without the overwhelm. Thanks for listening. You rock my world. I'll see you next week for more juicy systems and sexiness because that's what we're all about. <laughs>